your blood runs orange and blue. Orange and blue. blue. This, this is the pod, is the for, you. pod for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Heat win, game one. We now move on to game two. Knicks will look to even the series on Tuesday at Madison Square Garden. Knicks will be facing a Heat team that is further shorthanded, as we mentioned. Butler, he did not hold a post-game press conference after the game. He only had the comments to Cassie Hubbard after the game in the post-game interview where she asked him, how's the ankle feeling? He said, quote, like a rolled ankle. So he was not moving well leaving the court. People were in the locker room said he wasn't really moving well in the locker room. So we'll see what his status is for game two. Eric Spolstra said that he would have a better idea today as we record on Monday, uh, whether or not Butler would be a go for game two or what he'll be beyond game two. Uh, meanwhile, all eyes now on Julius Randle. Uh, I think that there were parts in that game where it felt like Randle was missed and he did work out in game one, uh, but did not suit up. Obviously, he was said to not look that great in the warmups that he did do. So Randall got shots up, wasn't able to play. So as we hit to game two, 730 on Tuesday, the two two of the biggest stars in the series, two of the top four players in this series, both now have injured ankles, one trying to recover, the other just happening and now trying to see if he can play through it. And this, this you don't usually do this, but I want to kind of put you in the Heat's perspective, uh, Tommy. Um, you're coming in, you're up 1-0. You have now home court advantage. Jimmy Butler has this ankle injury that we know is something. It's not nothing, clearly. Do you rest Jimmy Butler in game two? Regardless, because you know Jimmy's going to want to play. That that's, goes to our question. Do you rest Butler in game two and say, hey, we got till Saturday to play the next game. We'll get you right then. Or do you try to get him to go in game two and say, hey, we win game two, then the series is essentially over, and we can just try to get one game in Miami and we'll be fine. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sitting Jimmy Butler, and, and that's what I expect them to do. Um, mm. You know, you know Butler's going to want to play, um, but there were multiple reports that his ankle swelled up, you know, size of a baseball, and um, you know we'll see. Um, you know they'll they'll pregame it. They'll probably list him as questionable, maybe doubtful, yeah. and bump him up to questionable. Um, I would be surprised if if Butler played. Um, to, and again, like you said, they won game. You want to come in and steal one of the first two games uh, in the Garden. Um, you got one in your pocket. Um, you know, uh, th- there's a lot of things that, that factor into this only one day of rest between games one and two, and then you have the three full days off between games three and four. Um, so I, I really think it behooves Miami to kind of think big picture here. Um, yes, you love the idea of putting a stranglehold on the series and, and winning two games in New York. Um, but I like the idea better of having a healthy Jimmy Butler, because let's be honest, um, you're only going to go as far as Jimmy Butler takes you. And now, if you're the Heat and you're and you know Spolster and Riley are looking at the rest of the Eastern Conference and saying, "Hmm," and Bead's not going to play Monday. Celtics mm-hmm. looked terrible in games four and five. Couldn't close out a, a bad Hawks team. Um, yep. You know who knows? Uh, and Bead's LCL. Who knows if he comes back for game two? Does he re-injure it in game three when he returns? Yeah. A lot of question marks there. Um, the Heat are thinking now. There's a path to the NBA Finals that yep. that has opened up for us. Um, they're not the favorites. They're not looking past the Knicks. They're not looking past the Celtics. It would be a really tough matchup. And B can still average 35 and 14 in the series. Um, yep. We've seen him play through injuries before. All that being said, heat up 1-0, second round of the playoffs. Um, rest of the conference shaky. They already got the number one seed out of there. 
Um, you know, we've seen injuries kind of wreak havoc throughout these these NBA playoffs, the Clippers and, um, you know, suspensions and guys, big stars missing games. Um, Randall not playing. Who knows if he comes back in game two, if when he if and when he comes back, is he healthy? Um, so, you know, they have to like their chances now in, in the series. They they wrestled home court advantage away. So, again, thinking big picture, even if Butler's 80 percent, you know, normally if this was a game seven, I'd say, you know, listen, you put him out there. You can't right. go, give me 10 yeah. minutes. All all that big picture stuff considered. Um is it possible he wakes up tomorrow, swelling subsides, and he's like 85% of himself, and he says, hey, let's give it a go. I'm not, doctors say they're not going to make it worse. Just, you know, um, even if he does tweak it, you know, you still have three more days off. This is real, you know, playoff games, you can't take them for granted. Butler says, listen, you're not keeping me out. I could see it happen, and I, will, I, I definitely won't rule it out. Um, but again, I, my assumption, we don't see Jimmy Butler play. Um, on the flip side of the coin, the Knicks don't have that luxury. So I do think nah, we see Randall yeah. returns the lineup and then we'll figure that out as it goes along. But um, uh, your thoughts, do you think Butler plays Tuesday night? Yeah. And uh, real quick before I answer that, um, Spolcher today said that there actually, as we report on Monday, that there won't be an update today. All he was <laughs> he said during uh, um, that he's getting around the clock treatment, but that there probably won't be an update until before the game on Tuesday. So, perhaps some gamesmanship. I tend to think also, though, even beyond the gamesmanship that's being played, that makes sense why you wouldn't have much of an update today. I think if Butler was in great shape, I think that he would have been like, he would have said something. I don't think Butler is doing well. That ankle injury didn't look good when it happened. He didn't look good trying to muscle it out there. I think that a less tough player would not have finished that game. I think that Butler showed the kind of heart he has by staying out there on the court, even just to be a decoy. So, yeah, I don't think there's a high chance that he plays. I'll agree with you because it's Jimmy Butler. I'm not going to put it on zero. But I, I think that it's probably, you know, 85% chance he doesn't play. So, and I think that would make sense because you already got the game that you needed. And the Heat have shown that, look, as long as they can get game one, they feel very comfortable going back home. I mean, that Buck series, they won game one. And then they lost by like a million points in game two. And it without Giannis playing in that game. And and we you know that game kind of made you know, a lot of you know NBA fans and observers feel like, okay, well, even without Giannis, maybe the Bucks have kind of righted themselves and you know, this is a Bucks team that won a lot of games without Giannis during the season. And, and I think that game two was probably one of the reasons he didn't play game three. They felt confident enough. Like, right, exactly. Giannis an extra day off. So that might, but that might also be in the Heat's thinking like, oh, we can't take games for granted because he might, yeah. might need it. Um, but, but again, I, I think, you know, uh, we're talking about game two and just assuming he'll be fine for game three. If the ankle's bad, he might miss and, the yeah. weekend, you know, like there's no guarantee, yeah. you know, there's no guarantee he's going to come back. It, it, it's very difficult to predict ankle injuries. Um, and even when he comes back, does he, does he, you know, that's obviously going to be a major headline talking point for the rest of the season. Yeah. Cause I, I really do feel like, and look, I mean, injuries are injuries and it happened to every team. I, I mean, I hope he's healthy. I mean, I want to yes. see these teams play at the at hundred percent. So I'm wishing Jimmy Butler well. But, like, if Jimmy Butler is what he was in the end of that game, he had no chance. Yeah. I mean, that 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 to me I think is relatively clear. I don't know. Maybe people, some people would think that they could win without him. I, I don't think so. I think he, he's carried them uh, in, these post, in this postseason. He was a big part of why they won. Or at least they had the lead in that fourth quarter before he got hurt. And then Lowry and Bam uh, gave Vincent kind of took him to the finish line. I don't think they can have the luxury of saying, oh, well, you know, we could survive, you know, the rest of the series without him or him playing, you know, 50%. They're going to need him close to 100%. So this is a, a huge storyline. I agree. I don't think he plays. 
you got to rest them. There's such a long layoff now, now that we're in the semifinals with these big, uh, you know, you know, sit on five games, four games, four, four days before the next game. I don't see any reason to play him. So I think he sits. In terms of Nick adjustments, though, because Nick's going to play better regardless of whether or not Gene Butler is out there or not. Um, Randall will obviously be an important one. But I think one of the things that I think kind of got lost in the shuffle of that game that they lost on uh, Sunday was the Knicks stopped running. I thought the Knicks really got it going, especially in the first quarter, by getting out in transition. And it's kind of like what we saw in the second half of the Cleveland series in game five. It kind of carried over into game one. Obi Toppins running the break, Archibald's running the break. And it's almost like, again, if you're prepared to play against the Knicks against Drew with Julius Randle, then Obi Toppins out there running the floor and they're all of a sudden they're running and gunning. It's like this is an entirely different team than the team he prepared for. I think the Heat kind of were they were not shook, as you as you said, and I agree. But they kind of were like, oh, this is kind of maybe not what we were expecting. So I think the Knicks gotta get back to that, regardless of Randall plays or not. Like they gotta get some points in transition. This is a very good defensive team. And as we saw, if they want to turn off the paint, they can turn off the paint. They're they're so good in their principles. They have so many good individual defenders. To think that the Knicks can kind of just ISO their way and one-on-one their way through beating this team is going to be a tall order because, as you saw down the stretch, they just seem to have another level they can get to defensively where it's, okay, RJ and Brunson, you guys have had your way for three quarters. All right, fourth quarter, no more. So if that's going to happen, they're going to have to find a way to score in other ways. I want to see them get back into the open floor more. And I want to see more minutes from Quentin Grimes. I know he hasn't necessarily rewarded the Knicks with like playing time, given how he's played in this postseason. But the Knicks are going to need shooting and they cannot afford to just go, you know, stretches and stretches. Of, and there was a stretch where they had made a three in like eight minutes at one point. Like they cannot go those long stretches where they just don't make any shots. They got to get somebody out there who can go out there and shoot. We know Quentin Grimes can get hot and he can make shots. So if they're going to struggle, he needs to play more. He played 10 minutes his first game back to so maybe want to, uh, you know, ease him in. That can't happen anymore. He's got to play his 20, 25 minutes a night. And especially this could be a good game for him to get his rhythm because if Dream Butler does not play, that'll mean that you don't have this idea of, oh, I got to match Hart's minutes with Grimes with, uh, with Dream Butler. I can, you know, just play how I normally would. So I think that those are some of the key adjustments I would have. But what do you think about some yeah. of the adjustments? Yeah. Have to make? I was definitely going to bring up the Grimes point. And also Barrett did a relatively good job defending um, Butler as well on, on certain yeah. sessions. And he normally good. does. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. You know, I, I thought we'd see primarily, you know, especially when Hart was in the game, he shadowed his minutes in the first half, essentially. But even when Hart, when they both on the floor, um, but uh, uh, Barrett had took some opportunities to, to guard uh, Butler, which I thought was interesting. So that kind of um, and, and Grimes is also capable of defending Butler yeah. possessions, um, you know. Um, but, yes, I agree that um, you know Grimes has to get more minutes, um, whether that takes a few minutes away from Hart, whether it takes a few few more minutes away from IQ. Um, you got to figure out a way to get him on the floor, especially if Quickly's not hitting shots. Um, I toyed with the idea of, you know, do you have to limit Quickly's minutes? You know, maybe get McBride in there. But, um, mm-hmm. again, the Knicks have done, you know, a good job defensively. I don't think you necessarily need to go in that direction, yeah. you know. Um, outside of Butler, you know, there's not really, a, you know, a penetrating point guard like Darius Garland type dude um, on Miami. So, uh, you know, I, I think you just have to live and die with quickly. He helped, he, he got you there. Uh, he brought you to the dance by playing, you know, like the sixth man of the year um, through 82 games of the regular season. You kind of just have to hope he snaps out of it. Maybe run some more action to try to get him some open looks, um, tell him to be more aggressive. Um, but, you know, he has been taking a decent amount of shots. He's just not making them. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. But, yes, I, I agree. Um, again, make or miss. 
Um, Knicks were, you know, one of the reasons that the Heat were comfortable daring the Knicks to shoot from the perimeter is because the Knicks finished 20th in the league in three-point percentage, you know, below league average um, in the regular yep. season. We've talked about how badly they've shot in the playoffs. It's, it's a sensible and not not shocking, you know, considering they're they're matched up against one of the, the best tactician head coaches in the NBA, um, Spo daring them to beat it. To, to beat them. Um, so there for that reason alone, um, you got to get Grimes in there um, uh, to your pace point. Um, totally agree. Especially when you have um, Obi in the, in, in the lineup and not Randall. Yeah. Um, and then, but then we got to talk about assuming Randall comes back. Um, you know, that's gonna, that's a factor. You gotta, you know, this, is he rusty? He, you know, we've seen him, you know, play well in his first game back. They played well that first half of game one, um, played well in game five before he got injured. Um, you know, but that's, that's another kind of twist and turn. Um, we'll see how it goes. So, um, so two questions for you. Do you think yeah. Randall plays? What, what odds would you put on Randall playing Tuesday night? And would you consider inserting Grimes back into the starting lineup mm. and having Hart come off the bench? Yeah, so on the Randall thing, I think the odds of him playing, I don't know. I don't know if they're as high as other people would say. I think it's more 50-50. I think he's hurt. Like I really, I, I think he's one of those guys, Randall has shown that like if he can go, like he plays. He's a durable guy. He's a guy that plays through nicks and knacks. So the fact that he did not go and he even tried to work out and he still couldn't go, that doesn't leave me feeling well that, a, a day later, essentially, you know, one day off, then we're back at it. He's ready to go. I, I think that if I had to guess, I would say no. I think that he plays in game three. I think the Jimmy Butler injury. I know you said that you know that the Knicks don't have that luxury, and I agree. But right. I think the Jimmy Butler injury, they will take the opposite. They'll think, well, Butler's not playing. We should beat this team without Jimmy Butler. Right. Right. So, so if Randall so you- can get a full week now. To get right. that ankle ready for some big games in Miami, where we're tied one one. So you think? Let's you think? If, that. You think if the Knicks won Game One, he definitely wouldn't play in Game Two. It was kind of crazy. absolutely not. I don't. There's no way he plays Game Two. They would have won. Um, I think that the loss makes it more interesting, and I think it makes right. it more dire. If Gene Butler was 100, percent I think that he played. But right. I think that things are a little different now, and I think that I don't think that he's right. So I, if I had to guess, I'd say no. I don't think they. I don't think he's ready. I know. Uh, even the fact that you know Obi Toppin in the post game said that he really was not told about what Randall's status was, which I don't think is good. Like to me, if he if he was right, they tell him, oh, you know, he'll be probably good in a day or two, or maybe he'll start today. But you know, you'll be you know you're probably back on the bench or for game two. The fact that they didn't even tell him anything, he just learned before the game that yeah, he's not going. You're starting. I'm like, man, they really were trying to push it to the very end to see if they could get right. him to play, and he couldn't play. So um, I don't feel great about where Randall is, but I do think they can win game two without him especially if jimmy butler is hobbled or playing whether he plays or not i think that they can win this game because i don't think that he's right and i think that i really think what i saw in the first series is going to kind of like inform how the heat will approach it like they're an older team they you know as you kind of saw with the warriors like you gotta you only got a certain amount of bullets in the chamber when you get to a certain age and they played a hard tough game one and they earned the win they played better than the knicks so i think that, that in a game where they they don't have to win that they're going to go out there and play with that kind of desperation in game two, knowing their their star is 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 hurt or hobbled or maybe not even playing, that would that would surprise me. I mean, they're the Heat, so they got we know they got great culture and all that stuff, but I think that the Knicks should be fine. So it's it's going to, Tuesday will be very interesting. There's a lot of variables that we just won't know until game time, really. Yeah, I would say. Um, 
and I hear a lot of people saying, not just Nick fans, but kind of national media, this feels like a game to blowout, you know, like a 20 point Knicks win. Yeah. You know, we saw the Bucks win. He probably without Jimmy Butler, the desperate team, they played well all postseason. They played well all year. Um, it's very uncommon for a home team, a higher seeded team to lose the first two games of a series. And while all that's true, I just, this game two makes me nervous. Um, even if Butler's not missing, the Heat would be 100% playing with house money. Um, you know, this is, you know, they literally, you know, it just nobody would expect them. Knicks would probably be double digit favorites in the game um, or, or somewhere around there. Um, and my my concern would be the Knicks would be tight in that spot, knowing that this is the first time this group has played a must win game. Again, they didn't play a game yeah. six against Cleveland. They didn't play a game yeah. seven um, against Cleveland. They, um, they never they, trailed in the series. They, they never basically never trailed the entire series, um, even in any games, you know, after. after right. Yeah. Two. Except for game two. Yeah. You know, um, didn't have any must win reg end of regular season games, you know, to qualify for the postseason, anything like that, where the, where the heat have been playing essentially must win games for a month now, you know, yeah. and they lost a lot of, them. they lost a lot of them too. So they, they, so they know what it's like to lose. They know what it's like to win. Like they've been through it all. So, so that game two worries me. Um, that being said, obviously the Knicks should win. Um, but, uh, one thing I will point out, um, Knicks have never in their franchise history have never won a series in which they've lost game one at home. They're zero and seven all time. Um, so, uh, you know, take, take that for, for what it's worth. Um, but uh, yeah, make no mistake about it. Randall or no Randall Knicks need to show up, play hard, play desperate and obviously win on Tuesday. Yeah, 2013 Knicks team lost that game one to the Pacers at home uh, at Madison Square Garden. Um, and that led to them losing that series, a series that a lot of people think should have won. So, yeah, here, here we are again. You know, this is not good for the home team to lose game one. Usually it's a very bad omen, but all it means is you can be a team that makes history. So that's the way the Knicks got to approach it. And with the Butler injury, I think this makes this series kind of still very kind of undetermined of how this will go moving forward. So, um, that's the 7.30 Tuesday, be there, be square. 